Let's get this revolution started. Let's get this revolution started. You're listening to the Compassion Revolution podcast. Each week, we'll be looking at love, compassion, courage and tenderness, and all the hard work of showing up to shape a compassion revolution. I'm Mary Freer, and I've got 20 years working in healthcare behind me, and there's so much more for us to learn. Let's dive in. Hello, thanks for joining me. I've got so much I want to share with you today. I'm going to try and not talk too fast. But I want to share a story and a dream that I have to activate a revolution. Firstly, I'm guessing that you're like me and that there are things that you really do want to change in the world and there are things that you feel really strongly about. Well, I feel strongly about cultivating more compassion in our health and social care services across the world. I've traveled long distances to meet people who are working to develop models of compassionate leadership. I've interviewed people who recognize that health and aged care is in need of a new way of delivering care to vulnerable people. We have these ongoing debates about the damaging impact of stress and burnout and the ways that disrespectful behavior is a patient safety problem and a workforce problem. We have these debates all the time. But right now in Australia, we're holding a Royal Commission into Aged Care. We have a Royal Commission on Disability Services coming up. And in Victoria, we have a Royal Commission on Mental Health Services. I think these sectors are in trouble. As a workforce that's called to provide high-level consistent care to older people, to people who are unwell and children who are at risk, we're coming to realise that we often give and give and then we wear out. We want to be able to take our whole selves to work. We want to create more opportunity and better outcomes for the people we work with. I know that's what we want. We want to realise our potential at work. And if you're like me, we want to do our best. Our employers, they're often caught between all these legislative requirements, the demands of reporting schedules, tight budgets, heavily scrutinised key performance indicators. In healthcare, we're pushed to keep patients moving through the system and to provide the highest level of care. And in aged care, We strive to make possible the best environment for older people, to keep people active and well as they advance in years, and to keep them safe in care, but also not to go over our budget and not to be too risk averse. So we're balancing these things all the time. These are real dilemmas. And this keeps many administrators and clinicians awake at night. I know that because I have conversations with you all the time. Our workplaces reward really punishing hours and we reward impossible achievements. We balance the needs of our families and our children and ourselves. We want to stay well, but often we don't have time to achieve that for ourselves. A doctor in a public hospital told me recently about a yoga class that they had made available in his place of work you could go at lunchtime when no one has time to take a lunch break 
let alone forgo eating lunch so that you could lie on a yoga mat for 30 minutes worrying about your workload. I mean, that's not a workable solution. I was thinking about all of these things last year when I decided it was time to start a revolution. Why not, I thought. We could do with a revolution of compassion. I figured that there would be others who wanted to be together for a couple of days with some of the most amazing international speakers learning together how we could make things work better, how we could take care of ourselves and others, but more importantly, how we can actually change this system. I had read the book, I wonder if you've read it as well, there's a book called Into the Magic Shop, A Neurosurgeon's Quest to Discover the Mysteries of the Brain and the Secrets of the Heart. It was published in 2016 by James Doty. James Doty is a clinical professor in the Department of Neurosurgery at Stanford University and he's the director of something called the Centre for Compassion and Altruism Research and Education at Stanford Uni um, in the School of Medicine. Anyway, his book was really illuminating. It tells the story of this neurosurgeon's quest to unravel the mystery of the link between our brains and our hearts. Anyway, there's this one part in the beginning of the book where Dr. Doty prepares a small boy for brain surgery. The child has this malignant brain tumour, or what he refers to as the ugly thing. Can I read you a snippet? You'll see why I love the book so much, and then I'll tell you why I'm even talking about James Doty. He says, After the anesiologist counts him down to sleep, I place the boy's head in a head frame attached to his skull and then position him prone. I get out the hair clippers. Although the nurse usually preps the surgery site, I prefer to shave the head myself. It is a ritual I do. And as I slowly shave the head, I think of this precious little boy and go over every detail of the surgery in my mind. I cut off the first bit of hair and I hand it to the circulator to put in a small bag for the boy's mother. This is his first haircut. And while it's the last thing on his mum's mind now, I know it will matter to her later. It's a milestone. You want to remember. First haircut, first tooth lost, first day of school, first time riding a bike, first brain surgery is never on the list. I gently cut away the fine, light brown strands, hoping my young patient is able to experience each of these firsts. It's an absolutely exquisite book. It's so beautiful. And he talks about his childhood and how he came to learn about mindfulness. Well, late one night in September 2018, I stopped procrastinating and I thought, I'm going to email Dr. Doty. Well, how do you start an email where you want to call someone to be a revolutionary with you? I mean, what do you say? What could I say that didn't sound like I was an anarchist or an airhead? All I could think of was a white album with the Beatles singing that revolution song. I tried all sorts of versions of an email, and in the end, this is what I wrote to James Doty. Dear Dr. Doty, will you help me start a revolution? A compassion revolution? Anyway, he wrote back a few hours later and said he would love to be involved, and so the revolution was started. And now I have this incredible lineup of speakers and participants. 
Anyway, the Compassion Revolution Conference is on and it kicks off on the 10th and 11th of September in Melbourne. And we are doing everything we can to make sure this is no ordinary conference. This is a gathering of people who care, a place to exchange dialogue, to be creative, to build something together, not just listen to speakers and eat those table mints. There will be learning, conversation, creativity, and ideas that will stretch us. I've never created a revolution before, so I don't have any rules. I just know that we need to make some changes, and we're going to have to be brave and willing to make this happen. I hope I see you there. Will you join me in Melbourne on the 10th and 11th of September 2019? Pop over to compassionrevolution.care, find out more and join us. I can hardly wait to see you there. So until next week, may you be well, may you be happy, and may you find your inner revolutionary. This podcast is a production of Freer Thinking and our theme music is produced by Iris Latour on I Love You Let's Party. Subscribe to hear more about us at CompassionRevolution.care or drop us a line at podcast at CompassionRevolution.care And if you'd like to leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast, we'd really appreciate it. And don't forget, generously share with your friends. Viva la revolution.